There were scenes of policemen holding down men in their night robes while vaccinators began their work on their arms. Inspectors were going room to room looking for children with, with the virus, and when they found them, they were literally tearing babies from their mother's arms to take them to be quarantined. The vaccination raid was not an isolated incident. As the epidemic swept across the country, New York and Boston policemen conducted several raids and health officials across the country ordered mandatory vaccinations in schools, factories, and on railroads. Oh my gosh, did that really happen? Yes. Hello, this is Karen. And this is Kevin. And And this this is is Right right From from Us. That was actually during the smallpox uh, epidemic in like the late 1800s and early 1900s. They were um, going house to house and forcibly giving you the vaccination. Vaccinating people. Yeah. And there was resistance to the vaccine to those vaccinations then too, obviously. Yeah. Now, in comparing the smallpox to COVID-19, three out of 10 people died from smallpox. Um, Smallpox, an infectious disease caused by the variola virus, was a major cause of mortality in the past with historic records of outbreaks across the world. Its historic death tolls were so large that it is often likened to the Black Plague. The eradication of smallpox is therefore a major success story for global health for several reasons. It was a disease that was endemic and caused high mortality rates across all continents, but was also crucial to advances in the field of immunology. The smallpox vaccine was the first successful vaccine to be developed. Yeah, and it wasn't just a shot. They they had actually, for that vaccine, they would actually um, scrape some skin away from your arm or whatever, and then they would put some like pus from a from a cow, I think, some pus from a cow that had the smallpox, hmm. like a smallpox lesion. They would t- take some pus and put it on that on that scraped area on your arm. Wow! So, so if you came down with smallpox, you had a thirty percent chance of dying. Apparently, that's pretty high. Yeah, um, and it was pretty serious. And here's what happened. Um, Death usually occurred 10 to 16 days after the onset of symptoms. Yeah, I've been reading this uh, book about the Revolutionary War. And a lot of people in in that time period, the 1700s, obviously, 1775s and 6s and that time period had smallpox too, and they had like scars, really bad scars from the smallpox. So basically I said you started out with no symptoms for the first two weeks. And then you started having like, like common cold symptoms. And then some people would just take a turn for the worst and pass away while others would have to endure it. And then these, these pestules, pestules would come up on the skin full of pus and it would take like three weeks for them to like burst open, dry, and then fall off. And then you'd have permanent scars for the rest of your life. So it was a pretty serious disease. Um, I don't know that I agree with them going from door to door to forcibly give people the vaccination. However, uh, because they did that, they did successfully eradicate the disease. Yeah, actually there was a... So so there is some argument as to, I don't want to say forcibly, I mean, go in there and forcibly hold somebody down and give them the vaccine. Yeah, there was actually a Supreme Court, there's a Supreme Court decision in 1902 that said that they could do that. If it's a a danger to the public, Mm. 
the 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 government can actually forcibly make you so that potentially is precedence for nowadays for this for the yeah but it has to be a deadly see and epidemic. That's, that's why we're bringing this up is because smallpox and covid-19 are not even in the same category yeah um i mean the majority of people survive this disease especially if you're healthy uh people that are not obviously are going to have a harder time but they're going to have a harder time surviving really any disease, not just COVID-19, heart disease, lung disease, diabetes, that kind of thing, because they're, yeah. they're unhealthy. Yeah, we, uh, we just got back into town. We were sort of on a news blackout for the last few days. Oh, it was wonderful, and, actually. You know, the last thing that we heard on, on Thursday, I guess it was Thursday or l- last week sometime, was that this, the CDC came out and said that people that are vaccinated can transmit the virus just as much as people that are unvaccinated. Right. So I, I was, you know, I was thinking this is going to go two ways. They're either going to say, well, psh, you know, what what good is the vac- vaccine? You know, we're not going to mandate that. Or they're going to double down somehow. And it seems like they're doubling down. Of course they are. That's just the, the typical government response. Yeah. They never say, oh, wait a minute. Let's uh, let's pa- put a pause on this for a minute. Yeah. And let's figure out what is going on before we move forward with the plan. No, instead they just speed. They just, it's just like a runaway train. They just... They're, full they're, speed ahead yeah. and they just doubling, keep making it worse yeah doubling down on it absolutely that's why they always do yeah and, and uh new york did i say this in new york they've got these vaccine passports that i guess it's it's enacted it's a thing now in, in new york i i think it's gonna become a thing yes you can only go to certain places unless you have the vaccine passport um french france is still um they're they're riding in the streets thousands and thousands of them this is the third week in a row that they have been protesting the upcoming vaccine passports, which take effect August 6th. Actually, there are protests all over Europe yeah. right now. Well, in Australia, they're actually going door to door to make sure people are staying home. Really? And I believe Australia has had one death from the variant, the Delta variant, which... Well, yeah, that that's what caused... The, their, their latest lockdown was caused by one death. There was one death. One death. So they death. In, instituted lockdowns again. Of, I believe it was an elderly gentleman. I think it was. I think he was in his seventies. The Talk person about that died. Reaction. Oh my gosh. How, where's the protests in the United States? Well, we haven't got to that point yet. I mean, people are they're threatening to do all this stuff, but they haven't actually done it. Now I don't know what would happen if they actually implemented it. But there, I think there are so many people against it that they are just hesitant to like make it happen. You know what I mean? Like, cause I mean, the country is basically divided in half at this point in time. Yeah. And it started with the election. Um, and now here we are. And, you know, like for me at work, now they've started giving people that have been vaccinated a sticker to put on their badge. So now, now sh- you can differentiate who, who has shamed. had the vaccine and who hasn't. Yeah. Um, again, I don't care, whatever. But um, but that's just another example of what they're doing to shame people and embarrass people and to bully people into doing what they want you to do. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the protester out there in front of the hospital? No. Was that <laughs> recent? There was, a, there was a lady holding a sign. I thought, oh, okay, there's another homeless person. Was that today? No, it oh. was a few weeks ago. But she was holding a sign saying something about the injections or something like that. Mm. So anyway. Well, I Good mean, it all takes, I mean, you know, it just starts with one person. I yeah. mean, somebody has to have the courage to stand up and say no. I know uh, one of the reasons why we took off this past weekend was because it was a really, really rough week for me at work last week. Um, my team basically cornered me and it felt like an intervention. 
everybody was there and that my doctor, his attentions were good. He, he cares about me. He doesn't want to lose me as part of the team. So he felt compelled to talk to me, you know, and present some more medical from, you know, medical perspective as to what's going on. And as if I don't know, unfortunately, I've done so much reading that I, I wish I hadn't because I feel like I know too much at this point. But even though I appreciated what he was saying, I didn't appreciate the way he approached it. And it put me, especially it put me in the hot seat and I was embarrassed and confused and sad. And you were the center of attention. I was the center of attention. No, I absolutely do (laughs) not. not No, I do not like to be the center of attention, which I know seems weird since we're doing this podcast, but, um, yeah, it was just, and I, he was just, he was truly bewildered that I said no, that I continue to say no. I mean, I was very nice about it. I'm not going to sit there and argue with this doctor, um, especially since he and his family have taken the vaccine and that's fine. That's what he wants to do. That's perfectly fine with me. I don't care. Um, but I didn't really have a lot of things to come back with, you know, my point of view with him. Cause I could tell from the way he was acting, he was getting increasingly more frustrated. It wasn't going to go anywhere. And so, you know, we, we, Basically, the plan is for me to continue working there until they mandate it, and then I guess I'll move on. So my rationale for right now, thank God we got away for a few days because I was very upset. Um, It's it's not a comfortable position to be in at all. I don't want to quit. I love these people. They're my work family. I really resent the hell out of all of this going on right now. Um, But we need to get away and clear our heads. Yeah, I took my uncle to the doctor a few days ago before we left town. And uh, his doctor was just horrified yeah. that we, we hadn't had the vaccine yet. Yeah. See, it's like, why? Why? See, There's... that was pretty much the reaction I got, too. It was genuine confusion. And I was t- and telling was, them why. Like, and it's like he, it's almost like he had never even heard the right, things I was talking right. about. I don't think people are, are, a lot of people have even heard. Well, in the medical the community, it's just, they just take what they're told as gospel truth and don't even bother to look like into I, it fully, I, like in I, my opinion. Yeah, like I keep saying, it's like, whatever happened to getting a second opinion about right. things? You know, it's right. like now you, you're you not allowed to get a second opinion. Right. It's like you either do what we say or that's it. Yeah. Essentially. And uh, it, it, it's really strange. And he was genuinely flummoxed as to why I was continuing to say no to him. One, I don't <clears throat> think he's used to people saying no to him because he's a doctor. Um, and two, he just didn't understand my reasons, which to be fair to him, I wasn't really giving him my reasons. Cause again, I didn't want to argue with him, but case in, but a side note to that, that kind of goes hand in hand with what I'm talking about is we were reading an article from our local news station about how many restaurants were projected to never come back from this lockdown from last year. And it was a substantial percentage. I want to say like 40, 50%. It was a lot and major ones too, major food, food, um, industries, and uh, as the nurse is reading this article off and giving these percentages, he was truly shocked to hear that. And it's like, but what did you expect to happen when you are not allowed, not allowing these businesses to conduct business? And it to me, it was almost like an eye opener. Like, I don't know that he truly knows what's going on or he's really not been paying attention to anything outside of his bubble. Yeah. 
Because, you know, he's really good friends with our infectious disease doctor. And I'm sure he's been, you know, his head's been filled with all sorts of things. Not saying that what he's been told is false, but it's just one side of the issue. You know, to truly have an informed consent, you need to know all sides of an issue so that you can come to an educated decision. It always cracks me up when you see the advertisements on TV for the vaccination. It's like normally when there's an advertisement for some kind of medication, you know, there's like another minute of all the side effects and things like that. When you see a, when you see a advertisement for the vaccination, it's like, there's, that's it. Everything's great. Yeah. Everything's great. And how dare you question the experts, Yeah, even though the experts, you know, they, they keep changing their, their story every single day. It's something different or they keep contradicting themselves. And it's like, and then you wonder why we're confused. And then we're made to feel bad because we're asking questions. It's like, are we living on a parallel universe here? It's really bizarre, the reactions to this to this whole subject. Um, also, the FTC came out with um, how they're after December 31st, 2021, the CDC will withdraw the request to the, food U- the U.S. Food and Drug Administration or the FDA for emergency use authorization of the CDC 2019 novel coronavirus real-time diagnostic panel, basically the test that they put out there. The PCR test. The PCR test. Um, And uh, they're basically saying that they're unable to differentiate between, let's see, it says, CDC encourages laboratories to consider adoption of a multiplexed method that can facilitate detection and differentiation of SARS-CoV-2 and influenza viruses. Yeah. So in other words, the they can't tell the difference between the flu Correct. and the virus. So now, so and that and that explains why the there's no flu. Yes. There's been no flu this yes. season or this whole year. Which, if you look at the CDC, it's even on the CDC website. Look it up, guys. The flu numbers from last year are virtually non-existent for the first time in like I decades. Looked, I haven't looked at that graph lately, but man, it's just like there's no flu. So the flu just went away. You cannot tell me. But there's not something fishy going on with that. So this is proof positive that that they've discovered now quietly. I bet you haven't heard about this, by the way, uh, because, you know, the the mainstream media is not going to report on this. But quietly, they're trying to withdraw these PCR tests and come up with a more accurate test because they've not been able to detect between the two. So don't you think they'll come up with a test that'll be just in time for the 2022 election? Of (laughs) course. Of course they will. I mean, (laughs) that's that's so... So they can screw up that election too. Can we say that though? I don't know if we can say that on YouTube. We may may get taken down for that one. But But anyway, what are we up to? The the baloney variant now? Uh, Well... Delta, Lambda, baloney. Okay, funny that you say that. Um, So going back to these PCR tests, so it does make you wonder... From this past year and a half, how many are false positives? How many are false negatives? How many were just were incorrect? I mean, just so you have to wonder the numbers that they've been reporting now. Now they have to be completely. Skewed. Some of the data shows that ninety-seven percent of the it, it's it's giving ninety-seven percent false positives. Yeah, ninety-seven percent false, false positives. positives. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So I'd like to know where where all the money that got made by these hospitals. And drug companies, shouldn't they have to pay that back if it if it turns out that these were all false, right? Actually, false positives. I mean, I don't know. Unfortunately, even though I understand the government does such a great job of cutting its nose off despite its face, even though I understand why the government wanted to give money to the hospitals in order to take care of these people that were coming down with COVID, it actually had the opposite effect because then it just incentivized the hospitals to. 
And I don't want to say they, they, they made any fraudulent claims or diagnoses, but they were more apt to look, you know, oh, you know, you're testing positive for COVID. That's, that's it. That's, that's, that's what you're dying from, even though that may not have been what the person was in the hospital well, for now, initially. Now what's happening, you know, the, they keep reporting that 99% of the deaths and 99% of the people in the hospital are the unvaccinated. Well, they're not even testing the vaccinated people. Whenever right. you come in for a procedure, if you say you're vaccinated, you don't even get tested. Right. And, and I've got um, an example of a hospital. It's their policy. It's just an example of the policy to not test people that are vaccinated. You don't even get the test anymore. Okay, so that, so, so that, that accounts that. for the high percentage of people that are supposedly dying right. and in the hospital for the Delta variant. And again, we're not downplaying what's happening right now to the people that are genuinely suffering. We're just saying that there are so many stories like this that we're not we're not paying attention to. And these stories will ultimately impact the final numbers, the final cases, which, by the way, if you've noticed, they're reporting cases going up. They're not reporting deaths, which is good news. But people are they're hearing cases and they're and they're thinking deaths and that's not the same thing. People are in the hospital because of COVID cases, not necessarily COVID deaths, which is good news. But you again, it's well, all in the language and how you say things. That too, and also, um, not to discount the deaths because there are some people, there are people dying, but yes. mostly people over the age of seventy. Eighty eighty percent of the deaths are people over the age of seventy, and. And again, and the ones that are not co co have comorbidities that are never talked about yeah. or addressed because, you know, how about we, we start pushing, start heavily pushing, you know, eating healthy and living healthy. Yeah. And why don't we, why don't we mandate, if you want to start mandating stuff, then why don't we start mandating people going to the gym or eating a healthy diet or whatever? I mean, if you're, if you're going to. If you're going to open that door, why not open it all the way? You sound like some kind of left left winger now. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. I mean, that's what that's what um, New York City was doing. Uh, that's what they've done. They they banned large drinks. You can't buy a large soda. Yeah, because <laughs> so, you know they clearly yeah. know what's best for you. But unfortunately, people do make bad choices. But it's not your job. It's not the government's job to police that as long as people know the consequences of their bad yeah. choice then they have yeah. to be free to make that choice yeah let's promote healthy lifestyles and why don't they why aren't they advertising healthy lifestyles in, instead of advertising right. that was i'm going back to that stuff. conversation that very uncomfortable conversation i had with my team the other day and that's what they were saying but karen we care about you we don't want to see you you know go into the hospital or come down with COVID or whatever. And I said, you know, look, I really appreciate you guys saying this. It means a lot to me that you care enough to say something. However, I know the risks and this is my choice. So if something happens to me, I have no one to blame but myself. And let's put the shoe on the other foot here. You also have no one to blame if something happens to you because you willingly took the vaccine. I mean, that's just, there. these are choices we all make. There's no 100% guarantee any yeah. any path you take, yeah, there's risk in everything that you do. Yeah, so yeah, unfortunately, you just have to make the best decision for you and your family. Yeah, unfortunately, or maybe unfortunately, we researched it and decided we would we just want to wait at this point because yeah. there's there's equally qualified, maybe more qualified on on you know either side on the non vaccinating side. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I know. So, I, uh, I don't know. Especially given the, the minuscule death rate for people in our age category for the virus. Well, it's just so maddening that we've reached this point in this process when we're, we have medications. I'm not going to list them specifically because YouTube will flag us and take us down, but there were medications that have been around for decades that have been proven effective and safe in a number of other types of diseases that were given to people with COVID symptoms at the very beginning. And they recovered beautifully. Uh, I, I had a patient the other day, last week before I went on vacation, that was talking about how he and his wife came down with COVID and they went to a hospital the south of us, um, basically had to kind of like it's kind of like a black market kind of situation where they feel like you had to sneak in and get prescribed these medications that we can't talk about um, that have been proven effective if given early. And he and his wife recovered three days later. And, and to me, that is almost the real story here is, is we've, we've quashed, we've squashed this alternative, this alternative that was working. Yeah, and, you just can't talk thousands about it. and thousands of people potentially died because we just wouldn't yeah, when, wouldn't wouldn't embrace this option. When is Facebook and Twitter going to be? When are they going to be held accountable? I don't know, for but I hope they are at some point in time. That. Because to me, that is the real evil. I mean, who knows if those thousands yeah. of people would have recovered yeah. if they were just given some of these medications that we couldn't talk about? It's 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 unbelievably evil when you think about it. So anyway, we had a little getaway, and and where we went, I think I saw one person in a mask. Yeah, the, the entire whole time. weekend. It was almost like we were just like on a different planet or something. Yeah, it was, it was it like because it was completely normal. Everybody was outside, enjoying the fresh air and the sunshine. No which, social distance, distancing. No well, social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> really. Well, we I mean, were all campers, so we're yeah. not like. Yeah. We we all are dis distance just yeah. by what the activity that we're doing. But I mean, by the way, the fresh the fresh air and sunshine has been proven to actually combat COVID um, and it's supposed to like kill the virus as well. So it's just, again, our reaction was was more harmful than the actual disease by locking people down and not uh, not encouraging people to get out and get fresh air and sunshine and thereby almost like making you, it worse. You making sound the virus just like worse. President Trump now. Are you going to want to inject bleach into people yeah. next? Be careful because I don't know what kind of YouTube censorship's going on right now because yep. you say the T word and uh, they get all been out of shape. So I don't know. It's uh, But now we have the Colombian strain. 16 Brits have tested positive for Colombian strain. And this was a story two weeks ago, so who knows Colombian? what it is now. Colombian. Can you call it that? Is that... I don't know. That, and then now we have the Lambda in, variant to Colombians. as well. Colombia, like Colombia, South America? I, I don't know. This was just a, a news article on the Daily uh, the Daily Mail. Yeah, it's just going to be one strain after another. And it's going to be, okay, everybody that's got a vaccine, you're going to have a booster shot now. Well, they're already talking about it. They're already talking about booster shots. They're already talking about this next variant. The vaccine's not going to have any effect on it. And it's like, where... Does it stop? Yeah, this thing with the the CDC announcing that vaccinated people transmit the virus just just as much as unvaccinated. It's like, what happened to that? It's like, just got swept under the carpet. 
didn't it? Well, wasn't there an article at some point uh, shortly after the vaccine went went public that you could shed the virus after getting the vaccine? Yeah, I think that might have gotten... Um, Which, I mean, to me, that that's basically what they're saying is that people that have gotten the vaccine can, can you know... Um, shed i don't for lack of a better term the vaccine so i mean i don't know man anyway we got um biden did you know biden was actually a truck driver at one point oh, in his life apparently he's, he ten, thinks he was in his previous life yeah, ten, ten four, good buddy mm-hmm. what, what was he 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 also said he was a school bus driver at one point he's he's pretty much done everything in his life hasn't he I think in his mind he has, yeah, because his mind is not all there. Um, here are some pretty, here are some reasons not that I'm not getting the vaccine. I thought that, that you put on your list. I thought were very. Um, oh yeah, that's the list from. Make, makes yeah. you thought. Make, makes you makes you go hmm. I mean, just just listen to some of these reasons. Vaccine makers are immune from liability. In fact, I've seen um, a sample form for you to give to your employer basically saying okay so what happens if i do have an adverse reaction to the vaccine are you going to take care of me you're going to take care of my family you're going to pay for my medical bills what happens if i die does my long-term insurance kick in i mean will my family be able to get anything from it i mean they're, they're just trying to you know in that eventuality if something happens after getting the vaccine you know what's what are, what are my what's what are the consequences here yeah yeah one b one b could be um but the vaccinated are not immune from the virus necessarily. Hmm. Vac- vaccine makers are immune from liability, but the vaccinated are not necessarily immune from the virus. But the fact that they that they don't even come out with a vaccine unless they are immune from liability, again, makes you go, hmm. Uh, Pfizer paid out billions for bribing doctors and suppressing adverse trial results. Moderna has never brought a vaccine to market. Every precious coronavirus vaccine has, oh, sorry, every previous coronavirus vaccine has failed. Every previous mRNA vaccine has failed. Um, You know, you're hearing about friends and families having adverse reactions, and you can go to the VAERS website actually to verify that. Um, And those are just the ones that are being reported. There's no telling how many are not being reported. Zero long-term safety testing. The experts do not know how this is going to affect you a year from now because it's a brand new technology and they do not know. They, If they claim to know, they're lying. They can't know. It's a brand new vaccine, a brand new technology. Censorship of scientific debate. You can't even talk about it without being censored. And who knows if we get censored from this video. If so, you'll find us on Rumble, the full, the full uncut version on Rumble. Uh, censorship of Fauci funding gain of function, censorship of these medications that I cannot say by name because I'm pretty sure YouTube would strike us. Um, censorship of adverse reactions and deaths. Again, VAERS, you can go to the VAERS website and and see how many people have actually had adverse reactions and or died from the vaccine. Speaking of that, did you see where the VAERS numbers were fiddled with? Oh, I'm not surprised. I mean, at one point, it was 12,000 deaths, and then shortly after that, it went back down to like 6,000 yeah, deaths. Yeah, sure. They're, just, they're messing around with the numbers. Right, of course they are, because it, the, the truth will alarm people. Um, ignoring nat- nat- natural immunity. Again, I don't know why we are not talking about this. 
your body is was is designed i mean god designed your body and it's awesome it's an awesome system so you get the you get the covid you have natural immunity why in the world would you need a vaccine if your body is already right. prepared of, to fight it off are hesitating to get the vaccine or people that have had the virus yes. they could, because they're going why, why do i need the vaccine right. i've already had it but you can't talk about it these are the things i'm ta- this is what i'm saying you can't even talk about this stuff without experts just losing their heads well facebook and twitter they employ teams of doctors to mm. uh to fact check all this information right yeah, a lot of time fact checkers are journalists, and I don't know. Last time I checked, journalists don't have a doctorate or you know yeah. a doctor's degree. Nine nine point nine five percent chance of survival if below fifty. Bloated COVID nineteen death numbers, which again kind of goes back to the PCR test to begin with, in my opinion. Well, that and even on the CDC website, it sh- it shows that ninety four percent of the d- deaths the people also had up to three comorbidities. So right. really only 6% were actually caused by the virus itself. The virus continues to mutate, as viruses do. Vaccinated still catch the virus. FDA, CDC, and WHO are captured institutions. What do they mean by that? They are politicized, just like the CDC. I mean, the CDC, they change their tune every two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, is it science or not? I mean, it, uh, right. You know, they, everything was great just a few weeks ago, and then all of a sudden they came out with the the thing saying, "Okay, everybody, everybody's got to wear a mask again." Yeah, now they're talking about lockdowns again, and I just don't that, think that's not going to happen. I don't think it. I don't think it can happen. That, I don't think that'll happen. I don't think people will go for it, and I don't think our don't economy know. can survive know, it. Well, I would hope so, but I don't I, know. I mean, that's what we said the first time. That's that, true. That's you know, true. two weeks to two weeks to uh, slow the spread or whatever it was. Yeah, so those are just several reasons why I personally am vaccine hesitant. This does not mean I am anti-vax. Let me repeat that. I am not anti-vax. I am vaccine hesitant on this specific vaccine. Okay, those are the reasons. So the, the all these like the people on Twitter that have these nasty comments about these healthcare workers. Why'd you go into healthcare if you're anti-vax? We're not anti-vax. Well, we are. We are vaccine hesitant on this specific mRNA technology. Oh, you can't say that. I have to, I have to, I'll you have to bleep that out. out. I have to bleep that out. You know, and here's another interesting thing. 40% of the nurses haven't been vaccinated yet. Does that kind of tell you something? I mean, and think about this. I mean, back in the height of the pandemic before we really knew what we were dealing with, healthcare workers were in the thick of it and they were considered heroes. Now that they've probably developed natural immunity to this disease, now they're being told you either get the vaccine or you lose your job. And now yeah. they're being like bullied. Yes, it's, it's they're being bullied. demonized. They're being bullied, yeah, and demonized. So, anyway, I don't know. A lot's been going on. Here's a, an article that you've linked to. I'm basically just going off last week's um, list just because we've got so much to talk about and cover and you had a lot of good things last week. Laboratories in U.S. can't find COVID-19 in one of 1,500 positive tests. That's interesting. CDC sued for massive fraud. 
Tests at seven universities of all people examined showed that they did not have COVID, but just influenza A or B. EU statistics, Corona virtually disappeared even under mortality. Yeah, when the when the Delta variant, that's pretty interesting. Hit, don't you think it was just like seasonal allergies? Because it's like that's about the time when I always I, have I don't know grass pollen issues. You know, runny nose from grass pollen. It says a clinical scientist and immunologist, virologist at a Southern California laboratory says he and colleagues from seven universities are suing the CDC for massive fraud. The reason not one of 1,500 samples of people tested positive could find COVID-19. All people were simply found to have influenza A and to a lesser extent influenza B. This is consistent with the previous findings of other scientists, which we have reported on several times. Um... When we sent the rest of the samples to Stanford, Cornell, and a couple of the labs at the University of California, they came up with the same result, no COVID. They found influenza A and B. Then we all asked the CDC for viable samples of COVID. The CDC said they can't give them because they don't have those samples. What? So we came to the hard conclusion through all our research and lab work that COVID-19 was imaginary and fictitious. The flu was only called COVID, and most of the 20, 225,000 deaths were from comorbidities such as heart disease, cancer, diabetes, pulmonary um, embolisms, etc. They got the flu, which further weakened their immune systems, and they died. I still need to find one viable sample with COVID-19 to work with. We who conducted the lab tests with these 1,500 samples at the seven universities are now suing the CDC for COVID-19 fraud. So, I don't know. Now, who is it that's suing... Um, it's, it looks like it's, uh, seven universities. Well, they sent, didn't they send, they, whoever they is, sent the sample to seven universities and they couldn't. Yes. Okay. So who is they? Well, it looks like Stanford, Cornell, and a couple of labs yeah, at the, the University who, of California. Who sent the sample to the universities? Go, oh, can I, you go up? I don't know. Let's see. Dr. Derek Naus. He's, his lab team at him mm. sent fifteen hundred samples. Wonder who he is. You know, this could be just completely bogus. It's from the internet though, so it's probably true. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but that's just it. You don't know. You just yeah. don't know nowadays. There's so many conflicting stories. Yeah. I mean, I've not heard anything yeah, else I mean, about that, that, anybody suing that, the CDC. Have you? Yeah, I just wonder whatever happened to that. When, when was that? What was the date of that story? The date of this story was April 19th, so that's yeah. been a few so months I ago. What to it. But, so I mean, it could see. be just like every other thing, that every other lawsuit just sort of gets thrown out by the judge. You know, like the uh, election, the, the lawsuits that were questioning the election. I mean, I don't think any of them actually get to, got to the evidence. Yeah, I, I don't know. They just got thrown out by the judge. So, uh, interesting. So this one paragraph says, deeply hidden in an official document on COVID-19, and they link to the document, which is a document on the CDC website. The CDC ruefully admitted as early as summer 2020 that it does not have a measurable virus. Now, that doesn't mean they don't have one now. That was last year. So I don't know how. I don't know. I, I There was a, at one time, there was a some group that was offering, I think it was a, it was a, a lot of money. I, I want to say like $150,000 or maybe more for anybody that could come up with a 
a sample mm. of the virus. Yeah, here's that's exactly what I was reading, actually. Reward of $265,000 for demonstrating coronavirus. Earlier this year, and again, this article's from April of this year, Samuel Eckert's German team and the Isolate Truth Fund pledged a reward of at least 265000 for any scientist who can provide incontrovertible proof that the SARS-CoV-2 virus has been isolated and therefore exists. They too point out that not one lab in the world has yet been able to isolate this coronavirus. Yes, systems scientists claim they have, but this isolation consists only of a sample from the human body, which is a soup full of different kinds of cells, remains of viruses, bacteria, etc. With the help of toxic chemicals, one then searches for some residual particles that may indicate a virus that once existed or may still exist, after which this is designated as evidence. Interesting. That's interesting. I wonder if that still holds true today. Again, this was dated April 19th of this year, 2021. Hmm. That's interesting. And that's not in the U.S. Apparently, that's in Germany. So, I don't know. But then the next, the next thing says a Canadian team also received no evidence. Hmm. So, it just, yeah. it's just another one of those things that makes you go, hmm. Yeah, with all these questions, weird. I mean, that that's one of the main reasons why we're holding off and you know, cautious and, was, and hesitating. Absolutely. and that's, Not like we're stupid, are we? Well, apparently we're uneducated. Yeah. It's actually the opposite of that. To According to, to MIT, the people that are hesitating on the vac vaccination are actually higher educated people. Well, they've taken it upon themselves to educate themselves. I don't know if you can classify that as being more educated overall, but... Um, I was watching the White Coat Summit from the America Frontline Doctors. Super interesting four-hour summit. I didn't watch all of it at once, but um, but it was interesting. The most interesting, one of the most interesting parts of that summit was uh, a talk from a pathologist who, you know, they've been trying to, uh, you know, autopsy the people that died from COVID. And they're coming up with all these interesting conclusions. You know, he had some side-by-side -side pictures of healthy cells and cells that were affected by COVID-19 and all the inflammation that it causes, which is one of the big things that, you know, gives people a hard time is the inflammation. Um, and how he was talking about how there's been virtually no autopsies from these COVID deaths. And he's like, why? Why would there not be? This is like prime opportunity to figure out how it affects the body so we can come up with ways to counteract that. And it was just really interesting to listen to him talk. So I highly recommend you listen to the white, the white coat summit from America's frontline doctors is really, really interesting um, to listen to the different, the various, like there was a, you know, a one, one, one doctor up there, she was a pediatrician talking about how this was affecting children. One was a psychologist, how this was affecting people's mental health and, um, you know, depression and all that kind of stuff that's been highly rampant now that they're talking about lockdowns again, and they're not allowing kids to go back to school without a mask this fall, because apparently kids are Petri dishes, which they are, but not really when it comes to COVID. Yeah, and actually, Dr. Fauci uh, conducted a study, I think it was 2008, it may have been before that, but Dr. Fauci actually was part of a study where they studied the 1918 flu, you know, speaking of autopsies and that sort of thing, and, and the, the samples that they looked at showed that the most of the people 
died of the, in the 1918 flu epidemic, they actually died of bacteria in their lungs. Like a actually, complication from yeah. the disease instead yeah. of the disease itself? Yeah. Which it's, I mean, not to downplay that because you wouldn't have the complication if you didn't have the disease. Yeah. But. <laughs> so are, are they just not even, I wonder if they're even keeping samples of this. You know, if they're not doing autopsies, would they not even have samples? You're just like, oh, I'm sure there are samples. They're just not publishing their findings. I'm yeah. sure because they yeah. don't want this information to get out to the people, <laughs> so they can be informed. Yeah, <laughs> they can informed this, consent. We've got this thing of uh, church church leaders uh, are pushing for vaccine. Now they're saying, you know, that's what Jesus would have wanted: love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. You that's know? exactly what the article I brought up. Too. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, love your neighbor as yourself. So you need to get the vaccine so you don't spread the virus. Yeah. The headline is pro-abortion Kamala Harris invokes Jesus Christ claims taking experimental COVID-19 jab is embodiment of loving your neighbor. Yeah. And the rest of it is as, as you love yourself, you know, you're supposed to, if you love yourself, would you really give yourself this experimental yeah. procedure? Yes. You would? Yes. No, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> I'm agreeing with how you're, yeah, they're forgetting sugar about sugarcoating that. They're forgetting about as yourself, the yeah. as yourself part. Yeah, yeah, of course they are, but you know, people don't take the time to look fully into what's being told them and reading between the lines because I mean, it's nobody, all about language. Nobody man. has time, though. I mean, oh. and that's that's what the news is supposed to do. The news media, the journalists are supposed to inform the public, but it's it's like the opposite of that. It's I, like it's um, like we're being misinformed. I think time is definitely one aspect of it, but I also think it's just lack of desire. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just easier to do what you've been told than to actually think it through. Yeah, I mean, I've it's got just a, less work. I've got my sports teams to follow and things like that. I don't have time to look into the, you know, yeah. this vaccine. I've got reality TV to watch, guys. <laughs> I don't have time to look into this stuff that's actually happening to me and my freedoms and my country because, you know. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a U.S. I'm a U.S. athlete, but I don't. I don't like the U.S. I think it's oppressed. Can you believe that yeah, that story? That's crazy. And as a result, the the viewership in the Olympics is like down in the dumps. Oh, like, yeah. It's like the lowest in 32, 33 years, yeah. I think I heard today. Yeah. Okay, we're getting really outrageous on time right now. Um. Oh, well, we've got plenty of time. Um. Also, speaking of the U.S. athletes, um, U.S. women's soccer lost. Um, the one that made such headlines with the hammer thrower, uh, she placed almost last place in her competition and, uh, the trans woman in the weightlifting wasn't even able to complete a lift. I, I heard he, he or she, whatever, dropped, dropped the weights or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. I, yeah. He wasn't even able to complete the, the lift. So you know, the U.S. is not doing the greatest, and unfortunately, most people are glad because yeah. they don't appreciate, well, you know, representing the U.S., so karma is a bitch. Well, we've just sort of become an embarrassment to the world, essentially. Well, for but sure. They, I know they're probably laughing at us right now. It's like, why would you let these people come represent you if they don't even like the country? It's like, well, good question. Yeah. Good question. We're stupid. Well, I don't know what's wrong with the U.S. right now. It's... Crazy. It's kind of gone off the rails, hasn't it? It's gone way off the rails, for sure. Um, let's see. There's a restaurant, I think it's in California, that's requiring proof that you're not vaccinated yeah. in order to get in there. 
we actually we actually didn't go. We were going to do something, mm-hmm. and we looked on their website, and they said that that unvaccinated customers would be required to wear a mask. So we didn't even go. But yeah. I wonder if they would enforce that. I, don't I mean, know. a lot of businesses have that sign. You know, the CDC recommends that unvaccinated people wear masks. I mean, a lot of. I don't know, but I, that. we just ignore it. Of course, I went to Staples. It's a recommendation. To, it's not a law. To pick up the the order that I had given them to print off some stuff for me, and their associates are wearing masks again. Then I went to Wendy's to get us some dinner, and they're wearing masks. Did you notice again. the place that we went to just before this didn't have the little fingerprint thing out there? I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Which, to be honest, I don't know that that's really a good idea. I mean, unless they clean it between each times, you have to put your fingerprint on there in well, order to check in. According to the CDC, it's not spread by well, that's touch. True. It's by the that's air. That's true. Which, by the way, guys, I mean, this is, this does not mean that you can go, uh, you can, you know, you can resume going to the bathroom and not washing your hands afterwards or, you know, not just using good hygiene habits because I've, I've seen people like, you know, again, coughing in the hands, you know, whatever. It's like that should always be done regardless of what's going on in the world. It's just have some common courtesy to your fellow man, please, and keep your germs to yourself. People are nasty, unfortunately, and that does not help the current situation at all. Um. Anyway, I don't really see anything from last week that if you turn anything... Report 1.8 million Americans have turned down jobs to stay on unemployment. That's still a thing, apparently. Is that on yours? Mm Mm-hmm. A new poll indicates that 1.8 million Americans have turned down job offers um, in order to stay on unemployment insurance. Morning consult surveyed 463 out-of-work American adults at the end of June, 13%. Uh, Roughly one in eight said that they had refused job offers while unemployed because they receive enough money from unemployment insurance without having to work. Others said that childcare obligations, worries over COVID-19, and a lack of job flexibility limited their willingness to take new positions. Because 14.1 million adults were collecting benefits at the time of the survey, Morning Consult calculated that roughly 1.8 million Americans turned down jobs due to the handouts. You see, Walmart is offering to pay 100% of college costs to to get new workers in there. Oh, wow. No, I didn't see that. Tuition and books. Huh. For all of its 1.5 million employees. Wow. What if if our son will take take advantage of that? Shoot, no kidding. This would be a good time to go to college. I mean, you hate to see it happen, but this this is what employers have been reduced to doing just to get people to come in the doors and work for them. Yeah, pay... Tuition and books. The books, that's like the biggest scam. For sure. You pay for a book and it's like oh, $100 I mean, for yes. this book. And then you then you go back to sell it at the end of the and semester. It's like five bucks. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah it's, it was crazy, crazy bad. But yeah. And then in fact, we had, um, again, we're several people down at my job as well for medical assistance. And they had interviewed a couple of people and one girl came in in torn jeans and uh, just, you know, just definitely not interview attire. Um, and it's almost like you would have to do that on purpose. Because what person with with even one cell of intelligence 
would not think that was not right to come to an interview dressed like that. Come on. You're just going through the motions so you can stay on unemployment. We all know what you're doing. We're not stupid. Well, you should hire her and then see if she shows up for work. Well, no. Then she would show up in in, in a holy, uh, what do you call it? No, 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 no. She didn't show up for work. She'd get fired. Well, extend, extend her unemployment. Yeah, that's true. No, uh-uh. but it's just, oh my gosh. Again, the government just needs to get out of the way of itself. It's just, it's unbelievable how they're trying to take so take control of so many aspects of our lives. And What's I this? don't care, call me a conspiracy theorist, but it's it's happening right now. What's this? Every baby once born is not the mother's property. I had that on my list too. Is that from this week or last week? Uh, it's on this week's. It's on your number three. I, I had it down on my list too. Um. Well, hold on. Oh, that was actually in four. England. Actually, on England, in England. Uh oh yeah yeah. It's like this. This lady had a baby, and and the nurses were going, "It's not your property once it's born." Yeah, an online, but that's in England, so. an online video from what apparently is a hospital in the United Kingdom reveals the COVID-19 agenda to test and probably vaccinate all now is embroiling newborns, even though the young are very unlikely to be infected. In fact, the mother in the video charges that the nurses from the National Health Service, uh, which is socialized medicine, by the way, are threatening that her baby is not the mother's property after birth. It's just the latest battlefront to erupt as the world battles the virus that is thought to have come out of a lab studying viruses in Wuhan, China. Millions around the globe have died because of it. Um, this is a disgusting and horrifying example of how COVID-19 hysteria has made us lose our humanity. A blog post charged a group of NHS nurses anger and stress an expectant mother by telling her they will ram a PCR test up her baby's nose right after birth. That alone is enough to frighten any mother or father. Further, the posting charge, the nurses had the audacity to say the baby isn't her property the moment he or she leaves her abdomen. Wow. Wow. A video recorded by the partner of an expectant mother waiting to give birth in hospital has been released showing NHS nurses harassing the mother to consent to allowing them to perform a COVID-19 PCR test once the baby is born, the expectant mother, who is clearly distressed at the request, is told by the NHS nurses that they will perform the PCR test on the baby and is no longer the mother's property when not in her abdomen. That. Well, that's in England. So something like that could never happen in the United States. Right. right? Well, that's another example of socialism, though, because that is what socialism yeah. does is that yeah. the children are not your own. They belong to the country, basically. Right. Yeah. The government. Yeah. Can you imagine? Just just imagine, moms, moms out there, are you listening? Uh, can you imagine giving birth to your baby and then being told that your baby is not yours? It belongs to the government. Can you imagine being told that right after birth? Boy, if that doesn't evoke some mama bear attitudes, I don't know what would. That is disturbing and crazy. Okay, we're really sure. getting up there ridiculous on time right oh, now. No, we're not. No, we're not. All right, so let's let's answer some questions. What, what? How are we doing on time? We are way up there. No, we're not. Kevin, we're right on time. Okay. Um, what 
which other culture would you choose to be born into? I would, I think it'd be fun to be a Brit to live in the UK. Yeah. So the, they can tell your baby's not well, yours. <laughs> true. But I mean, because of the accents and just yeah. all the yeah, I don't cool want, I, stuff they the have over country. there. The United States is the yeah. best country. But I mean, if you were just, just humor me for just a moment. Are there any other cultures that you are fascinated with or can appreciate nothing at no. all? No. Really? No. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. I would like to visit England one day, though. If we ever, if we're ever yeah, allowed we ever to do that again. again, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um. What do? You, what quality do you think is most important in marriage? Do you want to go? Oh, you go. Oh, just being forgiving, and just overlooking things. Oh, what you are you know, trying to say? Do I need to forgive you, you for something? You have to something? overlook all my faults all the time, constantly. That's true. I won't argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think humor. Yeah. Humor, compassion. Yeah. Um, empathy. Humility. You know, it's not all about you. It's about us. Um, compromising, I think, is huge. Pick your battles. I mean... We're not always going to agree on stuffs, and is it really worth making a big deal out of, right? Yeah. Um, let's see. What did you What did you get into trouble for the most when you were young? <laughs> I know what my answer is going to be. You go first. I'm going first. Yeah. I was really a little angel when I was young. I know no, your actually, mom, who is who actually, watches these videos, is probably like, "What?" No, actually, you're not. whenever I was about twelve or thirteen, me and my sister went to the swimming swimming pool every single day, and I was pretty much a little, I was pretty ornery. Like I would swim down in the bottom of the pool and take up the. They had this big grate at the bottom. I would st steal that off the bottom, and the lifeguards would yell at me for that. I was I was pretty much. How they even know you did that? Because they they would say. You know, they would see me with it, you know, because oh. it was like a really heavy Oh, grate. so you brought it back up to the surface. Yeah. You didn't just like take it off and leave it down there? No. Oh. <laughs> you, have to, you have to show off your crime. Yeah. Um, i not necessarily proud of this, and I know my mom's going to be like shaking her head, but uh, I was also very charming as a teenager. Charming? Oh, I was I was a charmer. I'm being sarcastic. Um, I was a, I was a poop head. Let's put it that way. And uh, you know, curfew, schmurfew. That's just a suggestion. I don't really have to follow the rules, right? Well, when I got old enough to, you know, I bought my car with the cash I saved from my first job, and I went a little nuts because I had my own. I've, you know, I've always been independent anyway, and now you've given me a vehicle to be independent in. And, uh, you know, I had every intention of going to school. I would go to school. I would get in the parking lot and I'd be like, you know, I'm not feeling this today. And I would just drive right back out of the parking lot. So I got in trouble quite a few times for skipping school. Then where did you go? To the mall. Oh, yeah. You know, or I just went to like a park and read or something, you know, just anywhere was better than school. Uh, so that got me in trouble a few times. And then I, you know, didn't come home when, when I was supposed to. I stay out late get off work, wouldn't come home, go out with my friends, get into trouble. 
Uh, so my parents would, um, they had to take my house keys away because <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't come home when I was supposed to. So, um, yeah, I totally deserved everything I got because I was breaking the rules, but I was, um, very, very pigheaded when I was a teenager. Nobody was going to tell me what to do. Kind of like how when I you am were now. a teenager, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Karen uh, does not like people telling me what to do. Do not like people telling me what to do. I am a grown woman. I will make up my own mind. Thank you, which is one big reason why I have such a problem with our current climate, our current environment. Okay, um, one more question. What remains undone that you have wanted to get done for years? I don't know that you can answer that question because you're so good at getting things done. I am not. I'm a procrastinator. Man, uh, a book. My, my answer would be getting a book published and it's probably never going to happen because I have a failure. I have a fear of failure. I don't want to get it out there and people like, Man, this is really bad. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I mean that's one thing for me. I was I um have the all the equipment to record music mm-hmm. and I I've got a few songs that I recorded and I was was always going to put together a, like a, a you know 10 songs or something like that. And uh, actually has been on my list of things to do for quite some time and I just now, I completely distracted from it. Fun fact. The music you hear at the beginning and end of our videos is your music. Mm-hmm. That is original Kevin music, by the way. That's not purchased or whatever. That's so. I mean, you've you've done some some good songs. You have. In fact, when we first started talking about doing a podcast, that's one of the first things I said was I wanted to use some one of your songs as our intro because I thought it was really good. But anyway, so yeah, this past week we. Um, we went, we took our camper out for the first time. It was awesome. It was very, it, it was worked su- out pretty good. Don't take this wrong, but it was surprisingly comfortable. It was awesome. It was very it good. Was good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I actually went the, the previous weekend for a test run with, with my your uncle. uncle. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> really, there was no, there was no hiccups whatsoever, really. Yeah. No, it was fantastic. Except for I had the air conditioner turned down too low <laughs> and I had to actually go outside to warm up because it was so cold <laughs> in the, camper right but, right yeah it worked out pretty good yeah it works great i mean and thankfully we have a toilet in our camper because for those late night peas case in point saturday night pouring rain pouring rain at 5 30 in the morning i had to pee something terrible and instead of having to get on you know put my shoes on dig the umbrella out get out in the nasty rain i was able just to go to the back of the trailer and have a pee. Take care of business. <laughs> and it was awesome. So I really appreciate having that in there. We don't have a shower. Um, we decided not to do that because we'll just use the showers at the campground. And Cause I mean, you have a shower and then you got to clean it and you got to maintenance it and you got to dump the the, <clears throat> the, the tank and all that yeah. stuff. So yeah, pretty much everybody else in the campground was a big fifth wheel. So yes. you think, you think they're looking at us like we're the Beverly Hillbillies or you think they're looking at us like, man, I wish I would have thought of that. Oh no, I don't, I don't think the cargo trailer conversions are widely known. I, I really thought I would point. see I did too. Uh, s- some other ones, but. 
Well, it's because we've been watching so many YouTube videos yeah. of cargo trailer conversions that we're yeah. just like, well, everybody does it. Well, no, yeah. not necessarily. We were the only yeah. one in the entire campground that was, uh, we kind of stuck out like a little bit of like a sore thumb, but yeah. it was fine, whatever. Yeah. But it was very comfortable. We had lots of room. We have a list of things that we want to do to, you know, make things better and improve. And eventually I want to give some kind of decal or something on the, on the side of the trailer. I think that would be like super cool. Yeah. A caricature of our faces. I know. No, we have a, we I have a brother-in-law that draws like that. And I don't think we should <laughs> do that. I, hilarious. I don't, I don't think so. I no, we would we, not do that. But I don't think we should fun. put any kind of a no, I disagree. graphic on there. I think we should put like a big compass or maybe a map or, or, or something. I think it'd be really fun to put something like that on the side and just make it look a little less like a cargo trailer. You know, but that's that's the that's the cool thing about it is it looks like a cargo trailer, so you could park it at Home Depot or something like that, and it, yeah. it would just look like some technician with their cargo yeah, trailer. Maybe. There. You know, that's yeah. the, that's the beauty of it. I don't know, but we went to a port uh, marina, and even though we're not big water people, it was really fun to watch the boats and just sit in the shade and enjoy the lake and the cool breeze, and it was very. It was just very calming and it was just like balm to my soul. It was awesome. So we will definitely be doing that again in the near future. But anyway, I wonder if we should vlog those trips, those camping trips. What do you mean? Vlog it. Like, vlog. you know, like film it. Oh. Yep. Like different points yeah, of the like day. Do, do a review or something of it? Well, or? not just a review, but just, you know, what like throughout parts oh, of our yeah. day, just talk about, well, now yeah, we're sitting we down should. for lunch and... I kind of wish yeah. we'd done that for our first trip. Maybe we'll do yeah. that for the second time yeah. and post it. And then you guys can see yeah. what we're talking about. But yeah, we should do that. Anyway, all this uh, to say, if you have an opportunity to get out and get away from the madness, please do. It is yeah. very healing. Yeah, for sure. And the weather was just. The weather like, was. Well, it was really unusually. Cool. Nice. For yeah. August. For August. Yeah. The first night we were there, we sweat terrible. <laughs> so setting it up. But then after when the rain came in and cooled everything down, it was great. But anyway. All right. Okay. Well, uh, yep. Looks like we probably need to wrap this up. So. Thanks for listening and watching. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. And think we appreciate your time. Time is precious. Enjoy your week and be safe. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.